Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. An exciting day, news-wise. It wasn't a bad week, either. I, I'm thrilled that we don't have Trump, Trump, Trump every day. And now we seem to be getting into normalcy. we got 10,000 things that are happening every day. But it's nice to have a selection and a variety. I was disappointed with what occurred today. I am a fan of Andrew Cuomo's. So we have to talk first tonight about Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I'm going ra- to ramble a little bit about him, his dad, and what I think. Uh, number one, Andrew Cuomo, uh, the attorney general today of, the, of New York is Latita James. She read the investigative report that was put together by her office through two attorneys, which she brought in from outside law firms who were specialists, apparently, in uh, sexual harassment uh, to do the investigation. They, inv- they claimed they, they questioned something like 170,000 people. I'm sorry, 170 people. Um, the claim is that he sexually harassed 11 women and retaliated against a former employee who complained publicly about his conduct. Uh, The claim further is that it violated federal and state laws. Uh, The specific charges, these these are interesting, listen to the charges. The specific charges are non-consensual touching, groping, kissing, and hugging, and inappropriate comments. Now, when they talk about sex charges, your initial thought in your mind is, my God, he probably threw her on the floor, ripped her clothes off, jumped on top of her, and had sex with her against her will. We're not talking about that here. We're talking about touching, groping, kissing, and hugging, uh, and inappropriate comments. Well, I don't know where touching is wrong and right. Uh, I think there was one allegation that he put his hand in a woman's uh, blouse and touched her breast. That wouldn't be healthy. Groping may have grabbed someone's ass or patted it as she went by. Uh, Things happen today. Uh, Women grope my ass. I've seen women grope other men's asses. I mean, there there is a certain relationship between the sexes, which is more... uh, on a fun basis, on a, you're a good friend and I want you to know it basis, kissing. I kiss everybody. That Maybe it's Key West. I mean, if I walk into a place, I get hugged by the guys, I get hugged by the women. We all exchange kisses. We peck on the cheeks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hugging? I hug everybody down here. Everybody hugs everybody. On the other hand, we're, we are one human family. We all love each other down here. Maybe this whole country should turn into a Key West. Uh, inappropriate comments. That means in this situation, from what I gathered today, uh, sexual discussions were had. Questions were asked, did you do this, do you do that, or this happened to you, how did it relate? I don't know. All I know is none of this crap is big stuff. It's wrong. Definitely wrong. No one should touch another person if they don't want to be touched, especially a woman's bare boobs. Uh, No one should kiss another person. No one should 
hug another person. And if the other person doesn't want to discuss sex, shut up. That's it. Very simple. But to make it for the loss of a governorship, this is big stuff. Let me tell you, okay? Uh, whereas the attorney general said this made for a toxic workplace. Well, I've seen toxic workplaces in the course of my practice. Uh, I had quite an extensive firm, and we, we dealt in many matters. I personally did not handle the sex stuff. But what I call the sex stuff was we would re- represent, we would defend corporations uh, and or their, their major officers uh, who had been charged for sexual, with sexual abuse. And these are big cases today. Everything changed 30, 40 years ago. And uh, we did this through insurance companies, and we did an extensive, it was extensive what we did. So I know something about the handling of these cases. Uh, now, let me share some, some things with you. Uh, Trump. Trump bought 63 lawsuits, brought 63 separate lawsuits, one only one, so he lost 62. And in the 62 he lost, the judges, judge each said the same thing. You need facts to support what you're saying. You say there was ballot fraud, there was voter fraud. What's your proof? You know, did you see somebody bring in, you know, 2,876 ballots from Alaska and dump them into Alabama? And how was it done? You need proof. You need corroboration. You just can't say something about somebody. Any type of lawsuit, you need corroboration. Because anyone can say anything about anyone. You need someone else who saw it and can back it up. Basically, that's what it amounts to. Now... How does this play out? In a sexual case, a woman claims sexual harassment. It, when I started practicing law, these were the stupidest cases in the world, and I say that respectfully, because women found it very hard to win their cases. They had no proof other than he said, she said. Uh, and many women also did not have the strength, the will to go into court and expose what occurred to them, okay, in an open public courtroom. But over the years, this has changed. Uh, You know, women have come a long way, like Virginia Slim said, you have come a long way, ladies. Uh, And they're not afraid anymore, and they shouldn't be afraid. Uh, And things are different today. Well, now what do you need? You can't just say, he touched my breast, he patted my ass, you have to have corroboration, which means you have to have someone who saw it pretty hard to find because if a man's going to molest a woman, he ain't going to molest her where there are other people or in public. So the other thing they've added over the years as a corroboration is the victim, the woman assaulted, quote unquote, must have told someone else within a reasonable period of time that John Jones touched my breast, he patted my ass, he talked, he asked me to have sex with him, and he talked about his penis and this and that. That's the corroboration you must tell someone. Now, you can't wait two or three years to tell somebody. I said reasonable amount of time. It's always good that you do it same day or within a week. Uh, even a month would fly. More than that, it's getting questionable. 
you must immediately tell somebody, but immediately I say it gives you a month or so. Tell somebody. You tell your mother even. Ma, I don't know how to explain this, but this is what happened. You tell your best girlfriend. He got me in the closet, and you know what he did to me? Or he grabbed me and dragged me into the men's room. But you got to tell somebody. You have to have supporting evidence. Corroboration, it's called, to make your charge believable, to make it provable. Uh, now, women today talk about this stuff. They're not afraid to go into a courtroom anymore. Uh, there was a time when it was easy to win these lawsuits. It's not that way anymore. Uh, and as I said, my office had extensive experience with major corporations representing them uh through insurance companies, and I had a lawyer on my staff. That was his specialty, okay? And you won these cases like I, we, there was a case where a woman, uh, number one, she was dragged into the courtroom by the district attorney. She didn't want to go to court on the case. I, we could tell from what was going on in the, the year or two before the trial actually was arrived at and turned out that she claimed this guy took out his privates his penis and he flipped her dress up her skirt pulled down her panties and jumped on top of her and stuck his penis inside her vagina we use nice terms in the courtroom well our client had a birthmark on his penis it was evident the birthmark you couldn't miss the birthmark and she was asked to describe Anything unusual about his penis? Did he have a birthmark? Yes. What did it look like? I refuse to tell you. I refuse to tell you. You've got to tell the court, the judge and the jury, what it was. She didn't. The case was thrown out of court, and it deserved to be thrown out of court. She didn't prove her case. She hadn't told anyone else about it. And here we are two years later in a courtroom, things like that. Anyhow, um, then we have, we're talking about a governor doing these things. And you got to think of Elliot Spitzer. Elliot Spitzer was the governor of New York State in 2008. Now, you have to understand this guy. He was crazy, I think. It's the only way I can label him. Elliot Spitzer was attorney general of the state of New York before he was governor. We have a unique attorney general situation in New York State. In most states, the attorney general is a prosecutor. He chases criminals. He tries them in the courtroom. That's not the case in New York. Our attorney general, by law, only handles civil cases. Civil cases. Nothing that's going to send you to jail. Going to cost you money. No power or authority for the New York State Attorney General to try a criminal case or bring a criminal case. So how did the Attorney General, Latita, James, and New York State get involved? Well, there is a section of the law in New York that says if the governor, specifically the governor, wants an investigation of the ma a matter, he can ask the Attorney General to conduct the investigation, whether it involves something criminal or civil, and Cuomo, for whatever reason, whatever justification, said, I want you under this statute, Attorney General, to investigate me. And she did. And she found all these things wrong through the two investigators she had. Now, she has no authority to try that case. So this case is not going to be tried by her, even though she and her people put the case together. Who is left to try this case? 
Well, you must try a case in the place where the crime was committed. Now, the governor's in Albany, where our state offices are, or he's in New York City, where his New York City offices are, and he also has uh, the governor's mansion. He lives in, in New York City. So New York City, Albany would be the two places, and the district attorney in each county would have the authority. And the district attorney already in Albany County has been on TV, and he says, I'm going to investigate this, and if charges are to be brought, we'll bring them. Everybody's on Cuomo's ass today. The guy doesn't have, can't even breathe. Uh, and I'm not saying that because I like the guy and so forth. I, I just think it's wrong. They're, they're laying on him before this came. What happened today was bullshit that came out. It's the proof, the proof that Trump didn't have in 62 cases, the proof this woman may not have. Uh, so that's the story there. Or it's going to be a federal court, a federal district court, in the, in the Northern District of New York, which sits in Albany. Uh, or the Southern District of New York, which sits, sits in New York City. Now, Elliot Spitzer. Elliot Spitzer, Spitzer was a whore. I can only describe him that way. He's the Attorney General of the State of New York. He only has civil power. But for some reason, he wanted to be a criminal prosecutor and turn that job, the Attorney General's job, into being a prosecutor. He had no authority to do it, but he wasn't challenged. And who did he go out and indict and charge? Prostitutes. Pimps and prostitutes, primarily the prostitutes. And he convicted many and sent them to jail. He had no authority, but no one seemed to challenge him on that issue because his only authority as attorney general is civil matters, money damages, not going to jail, not losing your job. Now he becomes governor. While he's governor... This doesn't make sense to me at all. It, it shows the guy had something loose upstairs. Uh, he decides he wants to have sex. He wants to get laid through a woman, not his wife. And he apparently knows a prostitute. And he is in New York City working. He has an office there, and his home would be there if he's governor. And he arranges for her to meet him in a hotel in Washington, D.C., he takes the train to Washington, D.C. He meets her in the hotel room. He pays her $5,000, and he has sex with her for two or three hours. There's a funny side to this, too, or at least I think it's funny. She said he never took his socks off. So you got a picture of this guy, Elliot Spitzer, having sex. He's no clothes, except he's got his socks on. Anyhow, uh, he got convicted. Because now it came out. How can you prosecute these women and then you solicit them? You pay them to have sex with you. The same thing you sent them to jail for. Different situation, different situation. What's going to happen now? Well, I don't see Cuomo resigning. He's going to fight this. And I would fight it. If I was his attorney, I would recommend he fight it. Uh, he's got nothing to lose. Uh, I, he may not even get prosecuted. The, these cases, this, the, each incident with each woman is going to be taken apart. Not like it's been so far, really sliced, dissected by the prosecution, by the defense. And before you know it, no one may want to prosecute him because there isn't enough there. The attorney general's office may have been carried away in New York State going after him with this report. Who knows? Uh, 
So that could happen here. Let's see, what else about the good man here? His father, by the way, was a great governor. I want to tell you this. I knew Mario Cuomo. I did not, I've never met his son, Andrew, but I knew Mario Cuomo. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is 63. My son is 64. Um, my recollection is Mario Cuomo's father had to be five years older than me, so I'm 85, 86 now. He would have been about 91. He's dead, though. Uh, but he, he was a quality man, a great orator, uh, proud to have become governor of the state of New York. He was governor for three or four terms. He had become so popular, he was considered for the presidency of the United States, for the Democratic nomination to run for president. He hemmed and he hawed for several months whether he even wanted to run. Now came the time when he had to go to some meeting in some state, and there was a plane at the airport in Albany that he was to take, a private plane, to where it was like a CPAC meeting, I think, or something like that. Not CPAC, though, where some candidates were going to appear and say, I'm available. And he had been hemming and hawing. He did not know if he wanted to be president. You know, he says, I'm getting older. I worked hard all my life. Why do I want to campaign for a whole year? That's hard work. And then I could even lose. And if I won, then I got to work real hard for another four years as president. Not an easy job. Doesn't turn me on. He got on that airplane in Albany that night, and the plane didn't take off. It sat there for a half hour, and he finally got off the plane. And we all knew what he's doing. He was deciding. He hadn't finished his decision process. Got off the plane and said, I'm not a candidate for president. <laughs> and he went back to his normal job, knowing that once his term was over, He'd get a real great partnership in a major law firm in New York City for a half a million to a million dollars a year. He would have to do little work for it. He was a you know, big guy. He's going to bring in a lot of business. And he'd handle one or two special cases. And that's what he did. You know, and he'd do the country club thing. And he'd do the governorship. He'd go to the opera. He'd go to the Broadway theater. Why be president? That was his choice. I don't know if his son wants to be president. I think his son has been a good politician his entire career. If he's a hard ass in the office, so what? He is running a major business in running the state of New York. I ran a small law firm. I don't know if my employees loved me or hated me. I didn't care. I made them work. I paid them to work. My clients expected the best out of me. I could not produce the best unless my support staff gave me the best. Now, the one thing I did to justify the way I operated, I paid them more, whether they were a lawyer, a paralegal, a secretary, bookkeeper. I paid them more than they could get in any other law firm in Utica, New York. Okay? So they got paid for putting out more than they would have to. And that's the way I did it. What are you going to do? You run a business as you think it should be, and mine turned out successful because of it. So where are we going here? I don't know. Today was the Andrew Cuomo day. Uh, he's not going to resign. I'd put money into it if I were you or on it. Uh, I wish him well. On the other hand, uh, if what he did is true, because today those little things you can get convicted for. Uh, I just don't see it happening here, though. Not that he may not have done it. I mean, my God, you're going to take the governor of New York State down for patting somebody on the ass. I know I shouldn't talk that way. These things should not be done today. But I'm looking at cause and effect here, and I just don't think it's proper. But 
not my judgment. I'm sharing my thoughts. I'm going to get a lot of emails, I know, after this conversation with you tonight. But i got to call them as I see them. Now, let's go to January 6th in Washington, D.C. Over the weekend, the fourth Capitol policeman committed suicide. This is, name's Gunther Hashek. Uh, he couldn't take it anymore. He committed suicide. He was one of the police officers uh, on January 6th who got beat up, et cetera, at, during the Capitol insurrection. No, he's the fourth person, fourth police officer to have committed suicide since. He's a married man with family. It's horrible. Liz Cheney, she and I totally disagree politically. Our philosophies are diametrically opposed, okay? That doesn't mean I don't think she's a good woman, uh, because I believe you've got to have people disagreeing uh, to get things done in this world, to come out with truth. A negotiated truth is always the best truth. Anyhow, she's calling them and she sees them. She's part of the committee, the House committee, reviewing the facts, and she stood there. She sat there uh, last week when the four policemen testified. It was very moving, if you recall. And she issued a quote yesterday. She said the police faced, and I quote, unbelievable violence and cruelty during the January 6th resurrection, the police faced unbelievable violence and cruelty. And the fourth person now has committed suicide because of that. Which now takes me to our great governor in the state of New York, Ron DeSantis. An absolute loser. Why he's become so popular in two years in this country, I don't know. He is Donald Trump personified from day one. Whatever Donald said, he agreed with. And when Donald talked to him, if he sold, told the Santa's jump, the Santa's would ask how high first. He was a lapdog. I've said this. I've written about it. I've talked on the show about it for two years. The guy was a lapdog. He was incompetent. He was inept. He doesn't believe in coronavirus. He believes, as Trump said for his whole four years, it's a passing thing. It'll go away on its own. It's just like a, uh, the flu. Uh, pe- many people will get it. They'll have a built-in immunity, and that is it. Well, he's done a great job with coronavirus here in Florida. I, I'm not happy to tell you, but today, this very day, we are the number one state, Florida, for coronavirus in the nation. We have more de- cases and more deaths than any other state in the union. Would you? And we've really always been in the top four, but now we're top one. And the only reason we are is because we've got a governor who's stupid, who doesn't understand things. He's a pompous ignoramus. I'm calling him names, and each one fits him. Now, he, he, he has now decided several days ago, because we're heavy with coronavirus. I'm wearing my face mask again. Fifteen days. I have also, I want you to know, that I self-quarantined myself again. Fifteen days. I'm wearing my mask in my house. Because this new bug, this Delta virus, is supposed to be worse. Anyhow, what has he done? He announced over the weekend, forget getting the shots, he's been against that. He's announced over the weekend that he... He will not permit masks to be worn in the state of Florida. Now, schools are opening August 12th there. 
And, you know, the CDC says the kids should wear a mask when they go to school. He said, no way. And if anyone tries it, I am going to issue an order, an executive order, that the wearing of masks by anyone at any age is illegal. Now, doctors are doctors, too, and the doctors have made some comments over the last few days here in this state. In general, Florida doctors have referred to our present governor as having been infected by a strain of Trump. I think that's funny. By a strain of Trump, probably true. They have also said that DeSantis is an embarrassment, a clown, an angry person, okay? And they point out all the terrible things that are going on in the state right now health-wise, and people are dying, and yet he comes out with these stupid rules like on the masks, okay? Uh, he's going to be against any lockdowns. He, he will not permit a mask mandate. Uh, and, he, you know, he goes around the state giving a lot of talks. He, he has bravado. He, he, he looks like Adolf Hitler, by the way. He's, he's like Trump. They're big guys, big physically. He has this bravado, okay? And a, a line he has in every speech he gives is, and I quote, freedom over fascism. In other words, we're not going to wear masks, okay? Because Nazi democracy over Nazism this isn't what we're talking about. We're talking about freedom over fascism. I don't understand it's sort of confusing, and maybe I'm confusing you. The line is stupid, freedom over fascism. He's going to kill people the way he is handling them, his own Floridians. Now, uh, let's... Not everyone's going to listen to him here. One school board has already said, we're going to make the kids wear masks. We don't care what the governor says. We shall oppose him. The mayor, Mayor Dan Gelber of Miami Beach, says, no way, governor. My people are going to wear masks here. We're mandating it, and they will wear masks. Because everybody's getting sick down here. You have no idea. I told you, I'm back in quarantine. Fifteen days, I'm wearing a mask. And a lot of my friends down here are doing the same thing. I'm back on the Internet and in the telephone talking to people. Uh, Senator McCullough, Senator, the minority, minority leader today in the Senate, said he was the grim reaper. I want to tell you who else is a grim reaper. And that man is Governor DeSantis because everything he does with regard to this coronavirus sets people up to get sick and many die. Let's just take this down to a small area, the, the virus, the masks. I live in Monroe County. Monroe County is the Florida Keys. From Key West to Homestead, 140 miles, narrow roadway up. We are Monroe County in Florida. And our school board recently met. And the issue of masks came up because we're opening schools again August 12th. And the board decided, because they, the governor already said, you can't do it, I'll mandate it, you don't mandate it, I'll come out with a law against it. They said, we're going to make the wearing of masks optional. The board chairman, I'm not even going to mention his name, I don't want to embarrass him, he's a friend, I've known him for years, I thought he had a degree of intelligence, I admired him because he was always out there working hard in civic matters. 
He said, and I quote, parents know what's best for their kids. What the hell do parents know about wearing masks, whether it's healthy or not healthy for their kids? You've got to leave, leave it to the professionals, the Dr. Fauci's and the regular doctors. Our hospitals are filling up here in Florida. Some have no more room at all. Our medical personnel are overworking. We today are like New York City was last year. And because DeSantis is not a Cuomo, he's not going to get us out of it the way Cuomo did. Which now brings me to, I'm at the end of my show. No, my God, because this Cuomo thing took everything so many minutes over. I, I have missed so much t- tonight, and I'm sorry I can't share it with you. I have so many interesting things. But I thought Cuomo was worthy of many minutes. It's going to be an important issue uh, in coming months. Uh, what more can I tell you? Uh, that is our show, show for this evening. Thank you again for joining me, and good night. I look forward to being with you again next